We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. Glory to Jesus. Somebody say the force of worship. The force of worship. Last night was a force of prayer and fasting. Tonight we are taking a look at the force of worship. And that was why I led us to that Genesis chapter number 22 from verse number 1 to 5. Bible says, after God has spoken to Abraham, Abraham, what he was to do, you know, what he was about to do rather, was actually to make a sacrifice unto God. But in verse number 5 of that Genesis chapter number 22, we saw that he did not say to his son, he did not say to his people, you know, that he was going to offer sacrifice anymore. In verse number 5, he says, And Abraham said to his young men, he says, Stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I will go yonder and worship. In other words, we are going to worship. He did not say we are going to make sacrifice. The force of worship, the force of worship, if a man desires to have himself carry the glory of the Lord or see the glory of God evident in his life, such a man must be a man given to worship. If you go through the scripture from Genesis down to Revelation, men who carried the tangible presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, upon whom the glory of the Lord rested, they were men given to worship. They were men given to what? They were men given to worship. The Greek word worship, I mean the Hebrew word, sorry, worship in that Genesis chapter number 22, verse number 5, is the word shahar. That word means to bow down. It means to lay prostrate. It means to lift up hands. It means to kneel down. It simply means to bow in adoration of a royalty. So that was what Abraham said to his men that he was about to go do. He was going to offer sacrifice, yet he referred the sacrifice offering that he was about to, be, to, to make, he referred it to as worship. The Hebrew word worship is shahar. It means to bow down. That's one of the reasons why we come into the Lord's presence and we lift up our hands up unto heaven. What we were doing or what we are doing is shahar unto the Lord. He means to bow, to lay prostrate, to lift up hands, to kneel down. To take whatsoever position that is not conventional in worship. When a man truly worships God in spirit and in truth, the Lord causes his glory to rest upon such a man. We saw this in the life of the three Hebrew boys. Those sons chose not to bow to the God of Nebuchadnezzar. They didn't mind, you know, being born in the, in the fiery furnace. They said to the king in the book of Daniel, said, king, the God that we serve, we know he is able to save us. So let us assume for a second that this God chooses not to come down. He chooses not to save us. Oh, king, we want you to know we are not going to bow to your own God. It takes someone committed to the worship of his God to be able to make such bold declarations. Worship. A man devoted and committed to God in worship will be a man full of God's glory. 
Because the Lord requires nothing of us. He does not need your money. When we say give to God, huh? literally speaking now money, what we're simply saying is give to God money for the advancement of his kingdom. He does not need your dollar. He does not need your pound. He does not need your naira. He does not need anything. The only thing he takes is worship. That's the reason why when we come into God's presence, even when you're not in God's presence, the ones who are smart and wise are quick to humble themselves because the, before the, the, the living God. This is one of the reasons why I always say to us, whenever you come into God's presence, there is no reality. There is no dignitary. There is only one dignitary in the Lord's house, and that is the Lord himself. And unto him shall the gathering of his people be. You know, around here, especially when you come, say, to a place like Lofty Height, where people in worship are quick to go on their knees, lift up their hands, you know, lay prostrate on the floor, or shout on the top of their voice, or have them um, like a uh, mommy has over there, a tambourine in their hands. If you're not smart, it's possible for you to begin to think that their own is too much. It's because you lack understanding. A man who desires to carry the glory of the Lord will be quick to offer him worship. Worship has the capacity to change man's level in glory. How many of you have felt that way before? You see someone doing some things in the Lord's house, maybe seven, and you're thinking, oh, it's only him. He's always shouting. He's always talking. He's always, when the bad want to sing, he will be the first to go on his knees. It's because you lack understanding. Worship was the same thing that the devil tempted Jesus against or tempted Jesus with. You know, I told us, I still mentioned it yesterday. There are three principal choices a man must make in life. Number one is the choice of who takes your worship. The choice of unto whom you bow. Number two is the choice of whom you want to spend the rest of your life with. Okay, I think it was on Sunday I was sharing that. And number three is the choice of association. The devil knew this. Matthew chapter number four. He took the Lord Jesus Christ. Bible says Jesus was tempted of the devil. Was led by the spirit of the Lord to be tempted of the devil. He took him to an exceedingly high mountain and said, now take a look at that place. If you will bow down, you will do what? If you will worship me. What the devil demands from man is worship. What the Lord demands from man is worship. Who takes your worship? One of the things I've also discovered is that, you see, it takes brokenness to be able to worship God. Psalm chapter number 51, verse number 17. A broken and a contrite heart, this, O God, you will not despise. A broken and a contrite heart, this, O God, you will not despise. Daniel chapter number 1, verse number 8. Bible tells us concerning Daniel. Bible says he proposed in his heart not to defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Worship capacitates a man to make good his boast in the Lord. You see, worship is a lifestyle. It is not a one-off thing. It's not something that you do when you come to church. No. Worship is not slow songs. You get what I'm saying? Even in church, we call it praise and worship. So when we say praise, I mean, you may not say that, that one that we dance to, that one is praise. Then when I go, yeah, that one is worship. No, 
No, no. This is, this is just this is, worship is anything a man does that brings God glory. Meaning that at your workplace, with the reach of your dedication and commitment to the things that you do, you can be worshiping God. You don't have to be in the Lord's house to, before you worship him. As a matter of fact, worship is to be a lifestyle of a New Testament believer. Worship. Worship. Worship capacitates a man to be able to honor God the way God desires to be honored. Because again, see, he requests for nothing from us. Bible says Abraham said to his men, the lad and I will go yonder and worship. He says, then we will come back to you. How did he know they were going to come back? Don't forget that the Lord had not given him the animal to be used for the sacrifice. As a matter of fact, on the road, Bible says that the boy was asking him, Daddy, I can see the wood. You placed that one on my head. I can see your men. I can see the stick. Okay, so where is the ram? Where is the animal to be used? Since the Lord will provide for himself. Worship provokes provision. You see, the one committed to worship can never lack. The one committed to worship can never what? The one committed to true worship can never lack. Listen to this. You cannot worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, truly indeed, and not carry the glory of the Lord. You cannot worship the, don't forget. Now, as I keep talking about worship, cast your mind off the slow songs. You cannot truly worship God huh, in spirit and in truth, and his glory will not be evident upon you. The force of worship. Worship this time around includes your finances. The use of your talents. Take a look at the back. Look at men. Look at Brother Larry here. See someone. Look at the media guys. Look at the someone behind the camera. What they are doing, if they have understanding, is actually worshiping God. Worship is anything a man does that brings glory unto God. And when God receives the glory, you can be certain that the same glory will come upon you. The force of worship. So people come to church. It doesn't matter how anointed the song is. Many have never bowed down before. Many have never gone on their knees. Many have never lifted, even when we say, just like I did when I was starting the session, come on, lift up your hand to worship. Many will still be like this. It's a proof of lack of understanding. If you're driving, for example, and the cops pull you over, and they ask you to get down from your car, what do they say to you? Or let's say FBI, for example, you know, or CIA, they come into your house, what do they say to you? Freeze, freeze, and top, and top. Then you go like this, right? You go like this for those guys, right? When you go like this, what are you saying? You are surrendering everything. You are proving to them that you have nothing on you against them. That is the same way it is, huh? In your worship of God. 
Glory to Jesus. And that's the same way it is in your worship of God. So when you come into the Lord's presence or you're in your house, you're in the bathroom, learn to do these things. I told you that word worship in Genesis 22, 5 means shaha. Learn to do it. Wake up in the morning, go on your knees. Let God receive your worship. Bow before him. So when you lift up your hands this way, you are saying, I surrender. I surrender. That's what you're saying to the cops. It is the same thing to God. Because the moment man's hands are up, huh, man becomes powerless. Man loses his glory. A king, a royalty, huh, even with the crown on his head, the moment the cop says hands up and he does like this, they've captured him. So when you lift up your two hands like this in worship, you're saying, Lord, capture me. Lord, I surrender. Lord, take the reign. Lord, I am yours. Lord, I've got nothing against you. That's what you're doing. It takes brokenness for man to go on his knees. Lifting up your hands and going on your knees in worship, they carry the same weight. Because when a man goes on knees, if a man does like this, for example, he makes it easier for whoever wants to capture the man to come capture the man. Going on your knees is a proof of, of death. It's a proof that you are dead. When you go on your knees, it's proof that you are dead. The most incredible among them is laying prostrate. That's the most incredible among them. Laying flat, your chest flat on the ground in worship. Say, Lord, I, I don't have any request to make. I just want you to know how much I love you. I do that. Since we moved here, I found myself doing it. When I get into the ark, you know, in the afternoon, I'll come here, kneel here like this all these puppets this way and communicate with my God how much of your worship does God take when was the last time you truly lifted up your hands not that you are lifting up your hands because the pastor just said oh you lift up your hands you are lifting up your hands indeed in, with understanding I watch this man so well brother Ron watch him whenever he's worshipping he's like this That's, see, the moment you do this you are evoking even the presence and the spirit of the Lord. It changes your, 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 the aura around you. Because you're then saying, Lord, I'm ready. So compare me worshiping someone beside me and doing like this, with eyes closed. I mean, I'm just like this. You know the way some of you do? And just be looking around. As though you're one of the ushers. You're the one counting the number of people who is in church. Looking for the one who wears nice clothes, the one who does not wear nice clothes. Looking for the one you're going to ask out after the service and the one you should say goodbye to. Come on, celebrate Jesus. <clears throat> one of the things that I know for a certain concerning worship is it takes a consecrated heart to truly worship God. Listen to this. Consecration precedes worship. What does it mean to be consecrated? To be set apart. It means to be sanctified. It means to be separate. I think I taught this of recent. I think that was during Tari. During Tari. It means to be separate. It means to choose not to be like the rest of the people. It means to live for the audience of one. If you find someone who is consecrated in their walk with the Lord, it must be a person whose heart is full of worship. 
Without consecration, you can't truly worship God. They, 1130, 11th chapter of the book of Daniel, verse number 32. They that do know their God, the ones who know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. Not everyone, only the ones who do know their God. And you see, that level of consecration is the level God has called us into to be set apart. That between us and the people of the world, there can be distinction. There can be a difference. You see, and this is one thing that many people really don't get right. So you, because you look like the rest of the people, you feel like you're just like them. No, you're not like them. See, in case you don't know, your species does not exist. You're a new creation for crying out loud. Your species does not exist. The one who looks like you, even if you're a twin, the moment you accept the lordship of Jesus, you've been catapulted and transported to another level, another realm. The life that God called us into as New Testament believer, it's a life of consecration, a life set apart for the audience of one, a life that desires not to be seen, but to have him seen. A life that desires for nothing personal, but everything unto him. A life seeking nothing else huh? other than the pursuit of the father's business. With all sense of modesty, one of such life is the life speaking to you right now. Set apart, consecrated, and we found this all through the scripture. The Daniel 1.8 that I quoted, Daniel could be delivered the way he was simply because he was set apart. He was sanctified. Are you set apart? Are you fit for the master's use? Consecration, to, to consecrate or to, to, to set apart is to make something holy. Have you been set apart? Your body, your spirit, your soul, your mind. Are you conscious that every, the entirety of your being should be wholly set apart unto God? Because until that consecration takes place, your worship can never be in the spirit and in truth. Until a man is fully set apart for the master's use, man can never worship God indeed in spirit and in truth. Because consecration, I mean worship, consecration rather precedes worship. Because, you see, a, a, a filthy soul, a, fil, a filthy, a filthy um, container cannot house the glory of God. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Be ye holy, for I am holy. That's the Lord's word. The Lord's glory cannot rest on a filthy container, church. It cannot. He cannot. Now, you're joining through the year 2022. How consecrated, how much set, set apart are you? Being set apart is not about coming to church. No, it's not about serving in a unit. Your bodies, your temple, do you present them as instrument of sins? Your finger, your hand, does it falsify figure? Your eyes, what does it behold? You want the glory of the Lord to rest upon you? Consider the force of worship. A consecrated life would be a life that would be full of God's glory. Because, you see, at that level, you really don't even need how to pray so much or too much. Because the Lord sees your heart. 
The psalmist speaking in Psalm 139, verse number 23, no, 24. He says, Lord, search me, if there be any iniquity in me. And if by chance you found any iniquity in me, take them off, cleanse them. How consecrated are you? No, are you even conscious of the fact that the moment you accept the Lordship of Jesus, you lose, you know, right over your life, over what you wear. Do you know, it takes consecration to be certain, to know that you are indeed set apart and you cannot dress like the other people dress. Consecration is the reason why you would know for a certain, you cannot use certain languages that people are using because you've been set apart. You're not getting it? You are not like them. It's the reason why your legs uh, should not lead you to certain places where Jesus is not glorified because you've been consecrated. Say after me, I'm alive, consecrated. I'm alive, consecrated. I am alive, consecrated unto Jesus. Galatians number 2, verse number 18. Bible says, the Paul speaking to the church in Galatians, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself up for me. Until a man begins to be conscious of being, you know, indeed sanctified, consecrated to God, that man cannot walk well with Think about your life last year. This is 2022. Many of you who had New Year plans, New Year goals, resolutions. Today is what now? Today is um, 13th. Some of you already flouted them. You already broke them. How much consecrated are you? Romans number 12 from verse number 1. Therefore, brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of the Lord to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. I love the part that says, which is your reasonable service. In other words, for the one who died for you, what else would you have to do with your life other than to live it for him? I think it was last year's diary we treated, no, not last year now, 2020, we treated living sacrifice. That message should be up on our YouTube channel. Go watch that message, a living sacrifice, and understand what it means to be a living sacrifice. Make me I'll leave in Abba, Abba. <clears throat> make me, make me. Make me. sacrifice. A holy one. A pleasing one. For as many of you struggling in yielding the entirety of your being unto God as a living sacrifice. You know, a living, the word, ordinarily when you become a sacrifice, it should be dead. So the combination of the word in Hebrews chapter number 12, living, sacrifice, grammatically should actually not be. Because you cannot be living and be a sacrifice at the same time. But that living is no longer that sacrifice that is living. It is the new one generated as a result of the sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Think about it. 
life of lust, pornography addiction, masturbation. Even you, you don't like it. Think about it. Some of you are under the sound of my voice right now. You are tired. You see, Romans chapter number 6, Paul speaking to the church room says, we cannot continue in sin and pray that grace should abound. He says, God forbid. Some of you are tired. Struggling one way or another. It's, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, it's so bad. I just heard this right now. For some of you, you know, it is when you deconsecrate your body that you begin to have all sort of nonsense appear to you in dreams. And you know it. It takes a truly consecrated soul to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. The glory of the Lord cannot fill up a filthy soul. You hear what I'm saying? This is not just about sexual pollution or all of all those things. Lying. Huh? Stealing. Gossiping. Evil heart. All those um, works of the flesh. No. No. The glory cannot fill where the, 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 um, the works of the flesh, they are present. Paul says, how shall we who are dead to sin continue to live in sin? I've done a distinction and a teaching on be dead in sin and be dead to sin. In Ephesians chapter number 2, what Paul was referring to was they were dead in sins. All of us at some point, we all were. We're dead in sins. We conducted ourselves in the same manner, like the people of the world. There was no conscience, there was no, there was no, nothing in us. But when we came into Christ, what Jesus did was, he killed that soul totally. That soul no longer exists. So the only thing that then exists is the new one. You can't be under the sound of my voice or, or be a member of lofty height and not know that sin is a choice. No, the devil has no power over you. Oh, he's lost that right. So when you steal, when you lie, no, except the spirit of the Lord is not in you. Because the people of the world, they are dead in sin. So they can shoot, go, 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 go. hundred people died. It's nothing for them. If I, where I come from, they would even hail the name of their God and say they killed in the name of their God. They are dead in sin. That's the reason why when you do certain things you should not do, the Spirit of the Lord breaks your heart. Glory to Jesus. It takes a consecrated heart, a consecrated life. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare the hold of masturbation, pornography, sexual pollution is broken over your life. Beginning from this moment, receive the capacity to rise above these things. In the name of Jesus, the hold of anger, of hatred, of backbiting, of gossip is broken over your lives. In the name of Jesus. Our Holy One, our please. 
So consecration precedes worship. Don't forget glory is in level. You cannot continue huh, in unholiness, in an unrighteous living, and be praying at the same time, Lord, fill me with your glory. That's the reason why sometimes people are anointed. You know, um, a while back, the Lord, you know, was telling me to anoint um, something. I don't want to tell you what that was. So I was, um, this thing, I was not the only one who uses it. But I was, I just was not taking it so seriously. So every time I come in, the Lord would say, I say, anoint this thing. I won't take it serious. So when that word kept coming to me, the very first thing I did was to search my heart. Because this thing I'm talking about is, should be consecrated wholly to God. So when the word kept coming, I had to beat a retreat and I searched myself. Have I polluted myself in any way? Why would God be asking me, you know, to anoint this, to anoint this and that? So every time I'll be coming, I'd say I'd come with my oil. For one reason or another, I'll forget it. So one day, I told someone, I said, remind me, send me a reminder to come with my oil. I need to anoint this thing. So this person sent me the reminder. I took the oil, the anointing oil, I put it in the car. So when I saw that thing, I anointed it. It wasn't up to seven days after I anointed that item that I saw the reason why God asked me to anoint it. When in those days, even up until now, when things are filthy, one of the things prophets do huh, is to anoint it. When that thing is anointed, it is cons- anointing is a form of consecration. It's like, you know, me, the last time when I, you know, blessed or prayed over Brother Damilari, for example, and, you know, conferred on him, you know, the music director of Lofty Heart, you saw me pour it all on, on him. The oil were for a couple of reasons. One of them was to consecrate him, was to set him aside. See, God does, God's power or God's glory does not fill up a filthy vessel. The choice to walk in holiness and take yourself holy has been consecrated unto God. It a battle you would have to fight against the devil. And the truth is that you've got the power to win it. Because he's lost every control and every power over you except you don't want you. That's why I can tell you that for a, for a believer, sin is a choice. Because the spirit will be pricking him and saying, Maybe MD asked me a question, for example, and I lie. Immediately, the Holy Spirit will chastise me and say, why, 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 why didn't you tell him the truth? Why did you lie? That's a proof that the Spirit of the Lord rests in me. But when you can lie on auto, and there is no remorse, you know, there are people like that. There is no remorse. You say, ah, say, ah. Even if they tell you good morning, you need to go and run outside first and go and check what the weather is saying, whether it is morning or afternoon. It takes a consecrated heart, a consecrated life to worship God 
in spirit and in truth. Let's see, as I wrap up right now, before we begin to pray, let's see the end result in that Genesis chapter number 22. What happened to Abraham, you know, after he offered, you know, to worship God by way of sacrifice. Let's see what happened to him. Genesis chapter number 22. I don't want to bore you. Let me just read verse number 15. Genesis chapter number 22, verse 15. Take a look at what it says. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. He says, A blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Amen. See what God did in the life of Abraham simply because he worshipped. If they tell you, let's go to club, and you say, sorry, I'm not coming, and they ask you why, let them know you're consecrated. Tell them you are set apart for the master's use. Let's gang up, let's lie against this person. I'm sorry, I, I'm not able to be part of you. Why? Wow, you're always forming holy, holy. Well, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. It's not a crime to have done it. Huh? But it's a crime to continue to doing it now that you have the knowledge. Jesus was the proof of the ultimate sacrifice and ultimate worship that man ever has. You know why the death could not hold Jesus bound? Because there was no spot found in him. He was wholly consecrated for the master's use. Wholly set apart. Wholly set apart. Tomorrow, when I share on the force of love, love for the father's business, I'll share more on this. He puts Jesus on the run. 38 verse of the book of Acts chapter number 10. Bible says he went about healing all of them who are oppressed of the devil. Because God was with him. His father, his parents were looking for him. He said to them, shouldn't you know that I'm going to be about my father's business? Consecration sets man apart. Totally. And this year, if you want the glory of the Lord to rest upon you, that is the life God is calling us unto. Don't forget, in respect to worship, worship is not slow songs like I've told you. Worship is not what you do when you're in church. Worship is anything you do that brings God glory, even when nobody is there with you. You hear what I'm saying now? Worship is anything you do that brings God glory, even when nobody is there with you. You know the devil only uses man when man is alone. Think about it. The bad habits that some of you have, you engage in those things when you're alone. But the glory of the Lord, one of the things the glory of the Lord does is the glory of the Lord makes people known. The glory announces. The glory brings to fall. The glory is not hidden, just like Lady T taught us. The glory is not a secret that should be kept. No, 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 no. This is the life God's calling us into as we journey into the year 2022, a life of worship preceded by consecration. How do you want to worship him this year? How many of you would choose not to stand anymore like a statue? Huh? 
when you are even worshiping God? How many of you would then choose now to let your body express your worship unto your maker? Without shame. Maybe in church, the song is going on. Go on your knees and just lift up your hands without damning whoever is listening to you or whoever is looking at you. The force of worship. Consecration precedes worship. To worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, man must be wholly consecrated for the master's use. A soul that is not wholly consecrated can never worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. This is the gospel. Okay, welcome to Lofty Height. Because this is the kind of stuff many of you don't like to hear. But no. This is the gospel. The truth of God's word. This is doctrinal teaching. You don't hear it often. It's not just about die and fall and die. And all. No, no, no. A life committed to you. are waking, you are sleeping, you are driving. Your life is about God. The question on your mind is, Lord, how do I please you? How do I make myself more useful for you? I need your all or some of your all to have change of mind and change of reasoning this year. You've lived your life yourself all alone these past years. So what has it fetched you? Why not give Jesus a chance and pledge this year, not on your own strength. This year, Lord Jesus, I want to serve in your house. I want to worship in your house. We have people joining teams for the first time in this church. Since we moved to the ark, just new moments that we moved to the ark. Just this moment that we moved to the ark. People choosing to serve on their own. I noticed too that serving in God's house has a way of cleansing man. Because you'll be coming for volunteers prayer meeting. You'll be coming for services. You'll keep hearing the word. That is how you are being cleansed, being flushed. Even when the devil wants to use you to do nonsense, you remember, you're still in the Lord's house for just a few days ago. That's one of the reasons why we often encourage you. Don't come to God's house and just sit down. Find something doing. Get engaged. It's your father's business. Worship him. Be consecrated. Holy. Made available for the master's use. Rise up on your feet tonight. A lofty height, we don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. We're going to be praying tonight. And before we pray, I really want to lead someone to Christ. Consecration precedes worship. In other words, you've got to be consecrated first before you can worship God in spirit and in truth, according to John chapter number 4. You cannot be consecrated except you've accepted the Lordship of Jesus. Because the cleansing blood of Christ is, that's the blood uh, that purifies and sets man apart indeed. So you're under the sound of my voice tonight. Watching online or here in the auditorium. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. Someone who is tired of the old life. I mean, please think about it. And I perceive so strongly that there is someone connected to this telecast right now watching online who really, really needs to take this moment very seriously. And just to make a pledge to God to live a life of worship, to live a consecrated life this year, to live a life that focuses on nothing, you know, but Jesus. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. 
If you are that kind of a person, please say this after me. Dear Father, I thank you for the truth of your word. Tonight, I repent of my sins. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died and you rose again. I pledge my life again for your worship, holy for you, your, your use, acceptable in your sight. Make me worthy. Give me the strength. Give me the grace to live my life in this year 2022 and beyond in a manner that pleases you, in a manner that brings you glory in the name of Jesus. I declare, Father, the flesh is the flesh is cursed in me the flesh is dead in me my willing my willingness and my desire is to please you and that i will do in jesus name father in the name of jesus i pray for every soul who truly have a heart to serve you like they've never done before to worship you to live a consecrated life for your glory that this year you give everyone the grace the enablement to serve to see you as the Lord of the universe indeed and the Lord of their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Would you celebrate Jesus right now? We cry, Abba Father, hallowed be your name. Can we celebrate this gentleman drummer? Hallowed be, hallowed be. We cry, Abba Father. Hallowed be. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name, Jesus. Hey, I cry, Abba Father. Hallowed be. Hallowed be. How many of you are ready to pray? The kids are a bit distracting to me at the back. Could you please send me care for them? The kingdom seats, please. Thank you. How many of you are ready to pray tonight? You see, yesterday I shared about the force of prayer. The truth about prayer is that when you pray it, you believe it, God will do it. Please, give me keys. The Holy Spirit gave me seven prayer points that we all need to pray tonight. And I'm hoping that someone in this house or connected to this telecast is indeed ready to pray them. 2 Kings chapter number 13, 18 to 19. 2 Kings 13, 18 to 19. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them and he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck three times. This was um, um, Joash, uh, the king of Israel. So he struck three times and stopped. 19 and the man of God was angry with him and said you should have struck five or six times then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it but now you will strike Syria only three times what you found in operation in that scripture that I just read was the spirit of error and mystics 
this is a spirit that the Holy Spirit told me this afternoon is very apparent and prevalent in the lives of his people. Many of you don't recognize from the pit of hell. You just see, you make an error today, they correct you tomorrow, you make the same mistake next tomorrow, you make the same. Something is wrong somewhere. They give you a form to feel, you cannot feel it in peace. Huh? In peace, something is wrong. Your manager at work is always complaining about your, your work, the results you put out. Something is wrong. It's called the spirit of errors and mistakes. You're always being ticketed by the cops. Huh? It's the spirit of error and mistakes. So tonight you're going to pray, first prayer part, and say, Oh, you spirit of errors and mistakes. Sister, please, please get the microphone. Is Sister Mommy here? Please get the microphone. Oh, your spirit of errors and mistakes. Oh, your spirit of errors and mistakes. I am no longer your candidate. I am no longer your candidate. I break free from you. I break free from you this year. This year. Be destroyed. Be destroyed in the name of Jesus. In the name Open of your Jesus. mouth and pray now. Every spirit of error and mistake. Every spirit of error and mistake. Every spirit of error and mistake. Don't forget, you are dealing with the year 2022. Every spirit of error and mistake. Every spirit of error and mistake. I am no longer your candidate. I break free from you tonight. I break free from you tonight. I break free from you tonight. You spirit of error and mistake. I break free from you. I break free from you tonight. In this year 2022, I am no longer your candidate. I no longer belong to you. You spirit of error. You spirit of mistakes. I break free from you. Be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. Be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. You spirit of error. You spirit of error. You spirit You spirit of error. I break free from you. I break free from you. I'm no longer your candidate. I am no longer your candidate. I am no longer your candidate. The spirit of mistakes. I'm no longer your candidate. I break free from you. I break free from you. Beginning from this moment. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Many of you are not praying this like you should pray it. You go for an interview, they ask you a question. You know the answer and you say nonsense. It's the spirit of error and mistakes. The prophet said to him, you should have struck six to five times, but you only struck three times. So because you struck three times, you can only deal with these people only three times. Spirit of error and mistakes. Every time you cook, uh, salt is always more than the rice. It's a spirit of error and mistake. You are in a relationship, you're always yearning nonsense, jargons. That will cause the person to say, I'm not doing again, and they run away. Spirit of error and mistake. You are a student, you are under the sound of my voice. They ask you a question in the exam hall. You are shading your answer sheets like there is no tomorrow. Spirit of error and mistake. 
you commit the error and you leave the place, then your senses will now come back and say, ah, I made a mistake, oh, that's not the answer. And you truly know the answer. Would you pray this prayer like your life depends on me right now? I cancel every spirit of error and mistake. As a journey through the year 2022, in my home, I cancel every spirit of error and mistake. As a journey through this year, in my academics, you spirit of errors and mistakes. I'm no longer your candidate. I am no longer your candidate. I am no longer your candidate. Spirits of errors and mistakes. I'm no longer your candidate. I see their guys be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Be destroyed in the name of Jesus. All spirits of errors and mistakes. I'm no longer your candidate. I am no longer your candidate. In this year 2022, there is no error in my life. Every spirit of error, every spirit of mistakes, I'm not your candidate. Spirit of error in my house, in my home, I'm no longer your candidate. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Every spirit that causes me to mess up. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Let me explain it in a manner that you don't understand. Spirit of mess up. Okay? Every spirit that causes you to mess up. Huh? At the point of breakthrough, deal with them tonight. So declare tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus, I destroy every spirit that causes man to mess up in my life in the name of Jesus. I break free. I break free. I break free. If you will pray, Jesus will answer. I pray free. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You know, last night, I shared about how I was dealt with by the devil many, many years ago. That's the forces from my father's house. And I explained some of the dreams, you know, that I was having. I could... I could find myself in a very thick forest, wilderness, a thick forest, thick darkness, no way out, and I would just be wandering, looking for way out, no way out. I may want to open the door, the door is shut against me. These are the spirits that manipulate dreams. And the Lord said to me, some of you are dealing with the same thing. The day you say enough is enough, uh, is the day enough will be enough. I'm hoping that tonight you would indeed declare that enough is enough and that you will testify. You see, these dangerous prayers have been leading you on on since December 31st. You remember the five prayers I prayed with you on December 31st? The ones yesterday and the ones today. You are owing God a testimonial. When God begins to answer these prayers, don't shut your mouth, oh. Don't. Don't. So you're going to be praying this second prayer. Father, 
in the name of Jesus, I come against every evil and satanic manipulation in my dreams. I come against you and I cancel you by the blood in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Many of you can no longer sleep well at night. Many of you can no longer sleep well at night. Every evil and satanic manipulation in my dreams. I come against and I cancel you by the blood. The blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Every evil and satanic manipulation in my dreams. I come against you by the blood. I come against you by the blood. In the name of Jesus. I come against you by the blood. I come against you by the blood. Every evil and satanic manipulation in my dreams. I come against you by the blood. I come against you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I heard a prayer in my spirit right now. You see, one of the things that many of you don't know is that in the spirit realm, so many manipulations take place. Some of you, you become enemies to your best friends and parents, you know, because you've seen them in your dreams, you know, doing something evil against you. But many of you truly lack what is called spiritual understanding because you don't know that in the realms of the spirit, these evil people, they change cloaks. So if they want to attack you sometimes, they come, they carry the cloak, the face of someone very, very dear to you. So that's why many people would say, my, I saw my mommy in my dreams. My mommy wants to kill me. This is the same woman praying fire and, and light upon your life. So how would she want to kill you? It's the devil. So tonight, the Lord just talked to me right now and said, I should ask you to pray that everyone using evil veil to manipulate your dreams, that that veil will catch fire. Your real enemies will be exposed. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray right now. Every evil veil, every evil veil, catch fire. Let the real enemies be exposed. 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 Let them be exposed. Let them be exposed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Because of want of time, let's move on. How many of you know that there are certain people in their life, there is a ceiling? Another word for that is a plateau or a zenith. In their lineage, there is a level nobody goes beyond. In some people's lineage or lineages, for example, there are certain kind of jobs they would always do. There are certain number of children they would always have. There are certain things they will be able to do. You will not be able to look at this ceiling, for example. Physically, no matter how much I jump, huh, I cannot jump beyond this ceiling. So, this moment you're about to pray against every evil ceiling and demonic ceilings upon your destiny. Tonight, don't forget, the focus is academics, businesses, um, finances, right? That's the focus. 
So you're going to see after me. Every demonic ceiling on my career, my academics, or business be removed in the name of Jesus. I swore this year in the name of Jesus. Now shatter them. Every satanic ceiling, every demonic ceiling on my ministry be lifted. Be lifted. Be lifted. Every satanic ceiling, every demonic ceiling on my ministry be lifted. Every demonic ceiling on my finances this year catch fire. Every demonic ceiling on my business catch fire. Every demonic ceiling on my finances catch fire. Catch fire. Catch fire. Be lifted. Be lifted. Be lifted. Be lifted. In the name of Jesus. Every ceiling. Every evil ceiling on my life be removed. In the name of Jesus. Every evil ceiling on my life. Every evil sin on my ministry be removed. Every evil sin on Lofty High Business Center be removed. Every demonic sin, every limitation, every limitation, every demonic sin be removed by fire. Jesus, in mighty name, we are praying. Amen. We are still praying. Glory to God. We are still praying. And we're going to be saying, every power. Every power. One of the focuses for tonight is also prosperity. So every power. Every power. Contending. With my prosperity, with my prosperity, be destroyed. Be destroyed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Hold Jesus. on a second before you pray. That power contending with your prosperity may be greed. That power contending with your prosperity, your ability to have abundance, to have enough, huh? Maybe, maybe laziness. You just don't want to change jobs. It may be greed. What the Bible teaches. Give, it shall be given unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. That's what the word of the Lord says. So those are the kind of forces many of you need to pull down. The Lord had told me that this year is raising people up financially in this ministry. Amen. One way to key into that is to be generous. Huh? Somebody say after me, generous. generous. It is to be generous, not to be greedy. If you have in your hand and you're holding it tight-fisted like this, nothing else can come into that hand. If you want more to come into that hand, you must be willing to release that hand like this. Only then will something else come. So pray tonight, every power, every power contending with my prosperity, with my prosperity. Be, destroyed. be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Name Open of your Jesus. mosa 
every power contending with my prosperity. Beat Greek. Beat Lesnar. We destroy. This year, I have more than enough. This year, I have more than enough. I do not lie. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Apparent that many of you desire prosperity because on this particular prayer on prosperity, your voices were very loud. Even Sister Momi's voice went all higher. Glory to God, brother Dam Larry. You guys want to buy a mansion this year? Receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. Every force contending with your ability to walk in abundance, they are cursed. Amen. Greed is cursed. Amen. Laziness is cursed. Amen. Shame is cursed. Amen. Things that take off your money without you being able to explain it, they are cursed. Amen. We are still praying. We are still praying. We are still praying. This time around, you are sending back to the sender whatsoever thing they projected or they are projecting into your life. And so you see after me. Every demonic arrow every demonic fired into my life. Fired into my life. I command, I command back, to sender back to sender in the name of Jesus. Send them back. Send them back. Send them back. Arrow of shame. Arrow of death. Arrow of life. Arrow of spiritual lukewarmness. Back to sender. Back to sender. Back to sender. Back to sender. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Let me give you a bit of an understanding. Esther chapter number 7, verse 10. Media, please display that. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. It was until that happened that the wrath of the king subsided. Maybe you don't understand. Haman dug um, the pit. Huh? Uh, for Mordecai to fall into and be buried in but when the Lord arose over Israel over them uh, the same pit that Haman had dug for Mordecai was the same pit uh, that Haman himself was thrown into that's what you're about to do right now every evil, every projected arrow into this year back to sender turn that to prayer in your finances evil arrow in your business every evil arrow against this you know these prayers i'm praying with you right now i didn't copy them anywhere 
I asked the Holy Spirit, what would you have me lead your people on in respect to prayers for tonight? The very first one that I heard was the spirit of errors and mistakes, which you've dealt with. Now, there is something very similar to that. It is the spirit of failure. So you're going to be praying tonight. Oh, you spirit of failure. Oh, you spirit of failure. No, you don't sound like you're ready. Oh, you spirit of failure. Oh, you spirit of failure. I am no longer your candidate. No I severe ties with you I this morning. By the everlasting blood of Christ. In the, in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Spirit of failure. I am no longer your candidate. I'm no longer doing. No, 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 no. I'm no longer interested. Spirit of failure. I'm no longer your candidate. I am no longer your candidate. Beginning from this moment, I succeed in everything I lay my hands upon. I succeed. My children succeed in everything they lay their hands upon. Spirit of failure. I'm no longer your candidate. My children are no longer your candidate. My wife is no longer your candidate, you spirit of failure. We severe ties by the everlasting blood covenant. By the blood of Jesus, I severe ties. I severe ties with you. I break free from you. You spirit of failure. I'm no longer a failure. I'm no longer a failure. I'm no longer a failure. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Bible says in Daniel chapter number 6, verse number 3. He says, the spirit of excellence, you know, was upon Daniel. Take a look at it. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satchels. Because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. You know, there are people who never succeed at anything they lay their hands upon. Yet you attend a ministry that closes every service with Psalms chapter number 1, 1 to 3. Bible says that man whose delight is in the word of the Lord, he says anything he lays his hands upon shall prosper. That was why I was saying that you should pray. The spirit of failure. You want to do it but you, you fail at relationship. Finances you're failing. Academically you're failing. Business you're failing. Ah, something is wrong somewhere you are jumping from one relationship to another none of them is working it's failure, the spirit of failure inability to carry something through it's the spirit of failure inability, you know to see your, the end result of that which you expected is the spirit of error, uh, spirit of failure it's also the spirit of abandonment that's why many people will start a project they will leave it midway and not complete it they will start a program in school they will not be able to complete it it's the spirit of failure it's the spirit of failure you need to open up your mouth and pray that prayer again you spirit of failure from this moment I severe ties with you I'm no longer your candidate in the name of Jesus pray that prayer right now I'm no longer your candidate. I see their ties from This year I succeed. This year I succeed. The 
exams I'm writing this year, I succeed at them. The examinations I'm writing this year, I succeed at them. The business I'm starting this year, I succeed at them. In fathering my children, I succeed. In loving my wife, I succeed. In raising my children, I succeed. I'm not a failure. I am no longer a failure. You spirit of failure, I break free from you. One last prayer before we call it tonight. Some of you are tired, right? You don't want to pray anymore. See, you are praying. Upsurge is setting the pace and the tone for the rest of the year. You are dealing. This is just day 13. You are dealing with the remaining 365 days. All right? So please persevere. This last prayer. It doesn't matter how much anointed, how much blessed the man is. There are certain people God has destined to be helpers of his destiny. Until those people show up, that man will be stranded. Bible tells us about the man by the pool. He was there for 38 years. They said, why has he been there? He says, because anytime, because it is whoever jumps into that pool first huh, that gets healed. So they asked him, why have you now remained in this state for, for, for this long? He says, anytime he wants to jump into the pool, people, other people trample upon him and there is no one to help him to get him into the pool. May you not be stranded this year. So you're going to be praying this last prayer. Prayer point number seven. See after me. Help us of my destiny. Show up by fire. I refuse to be stranded this year. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. I said journey through this year. I refuse to be stranded. Help us of my destiny. Show up by fire. That one person, that one person, that one person that will lift me up. Sure. If you are watching online, I hope you are praying. That one person that will lift me up. Sure. Help us on my destiny by fire. Sure. I refuse to be stranded. I refuse to be stranded. I am marvelously helped. I refuse to be stranded. Help us of my destiny. Show up by fire. Show up by fire. Many of you really don't understand that prayer, but unfortunately, time is gone. Let me just give you a bit of an understanding. I heard my spirit that some of you you would have files in places where your legs cannot touch where your legs cannot reach and there are certain people positioned you know to mean it on them or to determine the next phase of your life whether that file succeeds or not take for example immigration status somebody will sit on that file now the helpers of destiny does not have to come and meet you in person God can raise that person as the helper of your destiny. That's what I'm talking about. So if you have that understanding within the next few seconds, pray that prayer again. Oh, you helpers of my destiny. Even when I'm not present, show up for me. Open your mouth and pray.
help us on my destiny. Help us on my destiny. In places that matter, show up. In places that matter, show up. Speak on my behalf. Speak favorably for me. Speak favorably for me. You help us on my destiny. Wherever you may be this year, show up. I refuse to be stranded. I am marvelously happy. I refuse to be stranded. I refuse to be stranded. Begin to bring your prayers to a close now. And begin to give God thanks. Begin to give Him thanks. Begin to give Him thanks. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, as your children have declared you, do for them and do much more. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Spirit of errors and mistakes bound forever. Amen. Spirit of failures bound forever. Amen. Every evil manipulation in dreams ceases from tonight. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Help us of your destiny to show. Amen. This year 2022, as you continue to journey, you will not be stranded. Amen. That next exam you are sitting for is a success. Amen. Your next interview is a success. Amen. The gate of windows of prosperity is open over your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we give you thanks. Thank you, we give you praise, Abba Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. If you believe Jesus has answered you, would you jam your hands together for him tonight? We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.